episode seven. Already? Yeah. Wow. When did we start this? Long ago. I remember saying, can we start before Halloween? And we yeah. did. Yes. <laughs> we made it happen. I can't wait. Yesterday I was uh, hi- hiking with all the leaves falling already. And I was like, because oh of the my heat. Because it's 102 outside. But it feels like 109. <sighs> it's terrible. It's miserable. I hate it. I do too. I'm really jealous of everybody that are in colder states. Or who actually have seasons. I feel like we just have a long summer up until October. (laughs) And then it's like a cooler summer. I feel like the coldest month is probably February. Yes. (laughs) Valentine's Day. (laughs) The worst month of the year. Cold hearted. (laughs) Well, this episode, we are going to be talking about the Celt (gasps) and McKinney. This place that I knew that never existed that I want to go to. (laughs) She wants to go now. It's one of my favorite bars. I, and my cat evidently agrees. Mm -hmm. She loves it there. It is like a traditional Irish pub and I've been to Ireland twice and I can agree that it is a traditional Irish pub. Yay. We love it. But it's also haunted. Oh. Which is very exciting. And I know you guys are probably like, okay, sure it's haunted. But I've seen it with my own two eyeballs. (gasps) I have. Last time I was there, after a wedding, I was drinking Mm -hmm. a beer. Wow. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And one of the bartenders, who's really cool, came up to me quite randomly. And she was like, "Uh, do you like paranormal? (gasps) And I was like, girl, yes, I do. And she was like, oh, my God, literally today. This happened, and she, like, told me the story about how they had just opened, so it wasn't busy yet, and she was sitting at one of the tables, and how all of a sudden she just, like, heard all of this, like, glass crashing, and... That day? Mm-hmm. Oh. Literally the day that I was there, and um, she, like, ran to the back of the... Counter? Yeah, counter. There was, like, all these glasses. So they checked the security footage (gasps) from behind the bar. And so you can see, like, I believe it's, like, one person sitting at the bar. Mm -hmm. There's, like, one person behind the bar, but, like, very far away from the glasses. Is this the one I saw? Yes. Okay. And then there's the bartender sitting, like, on the other side of the bar at a table. Just, like, on her phone, I think. I don't think her shift had actually started yet. She's just hanging out. And you see... Like, if you've ever been to a bar or worked at a bar like we do, there's so many glasses. And they're stacked up, and they're on shelves. But they're never, like, too close to the edge because, obviously, that's a hazard. Yeah. So these glasses are, like, pushed to the back a good, I mean, yeah, I would say at least six inches. Like, not close to the edge. And all of a sudden, you just see them, just one row of them, slide out on their own and just get thrown onto the floor. Like, all of them. Nothing moved next to them. Everything else was fine. And they just crash. It's crazy, too. Because, like, you see the bartender in the back. And she's like, like, oh, my gosh. And so she shows me this video while I'm sitting there drinking my beer. And I was like, no freaking way. That is crazy. And she told me that they've always known that it's haunted. Like, um, they hear things all the time. And when they leave, things Mm -hmm. get messed up. Evidently, the ghost or ghosts um really have like an like they love messing up the women's bathroom okay 
Like, they'll just go in there and, like, rip all the paper towels out oh and gosh. just be absolutely crazy. And um, so, but this was their first time catching it on camera. security camera, which is crazy. It is crazy. I saw the video. Yeah. And, it and we'll definitely oh, link God. it. We'll link it. They and just fly out. Yeah, it was, it's so crazy. And I went around after that because I was a little bit tipsy and I found... <laughs> shocker and i uh found someone else that worked there and i was like hey is this place haunted and he was like yes i've worked here for years and every night when i'm closing after the kitchen is closed and no one else is down there i'll hear this huge commotion and i'll go down there and every time it's the same they throw all the knives no the butter knives okay they throw all the butter knives they're like safety first butter knives we're gonna be creepy we're gonna throw knives but don't you worry they're butter knives so it made it my favorite bar all the more yeah because it's then, an irish bar and i you know like my husband's family is irish we want to move to ireland someday so it's like the closest thing we can kind of get to feeling like we're at an irish pub irish i was irish <sighs> maybe i could should i just Okay, go on. I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna pun it up, but you didn't. You just did the one the single pun. You're leaving us hanging. <gasps> Nothing? No. Okay, cool. Okay, whatever. So this encouraged me to like look into the history of the Celt. Mm -hmm. And evidently during the Civil War era, because mind you, this is in downtown McKinney, which is a very old little old town. town. It's yeah. where I grew up. I worked on the square for a few years. I used to go there every weekend with my family. Like, we love downtown McKinney. Anyway, <laughs> during the Civil War, evidently, the building that is now the Celt was a brothel, Ooh. which is, like, horrible, obviously. It evidently was frequented <laughs> by um, Jesse James, <gasps> who was a famous, like, robber and yeah. train robber at the time. Yeah. So, of course, he would be frequenting a brothel because he's a badass. garbage and he had kids and a wife. You nasty. <laughs> and from what I understand from the staff at the Celt, that corner that it's on used to be where McKinney had its, like, hangings. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. What? So that very well could be where the <gasps> paranormal activity is coming from because... More than likely... That corner is where they would lynch people. And oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was during the Civil War. So, you know. That's a lot. That's And I'm assuming dark. if Jesse James was frequenting McKinney. Yeah. It probably was Confederate because he was in the Confederate like, army. army. Yeah. So I'm sure they weren't. Anyways, you can you can guess Ooh. who they were lynching there. So yep. I'm sure that it's a, I bet it's an angry ghost. I'm pretty sure there is more than one and, and they're all angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still my favorite bar. <laughs> and McKinney actually does ghost tours. And I was reading about McKinney and evidently it is one of the like hottest um, like hubs for paranormal activity, um, which I did not know growing up. But looking mm -hmm. back, it definitely like makes sense. Ooh. So I kind of wanted to get into other places on the square that are haunted and some of their stories Tell to us. maybe encourage you like I don't get paid for this but evidently every October they do a ghost tour and I kind of want to do it we this year we have to go we have to I go. think that'd be really fun 
It's right around the corner. I know. And it's like sleepover. You sleep over. <gasps> I know. Even worse. Let's do it. I know. It sounds so great. All right. So there are a few stores on the square that have kind of like talked to people about their hauntings. Mm-hmm. And one of the websites I found some interviews on is Dallas Observer. So Ooh, thanks, Dallas we Observer. love them. We, we know one of the We've writers there yeah. mm-hmm, a few times. So uh, I'd say they're pretty credible. Yeah. Yeah. Because they feature Spot us. <laughs> so, okay. One of the places is called Orison's <laughs> and it's been there for literally 23 years. Which is, like, not that long, but almost as long as we've been alive. Yeah, pretty much. The owner, Bonnie, says, like, yeah, there are ghosts in this building. Absolutely. Um, She said that they're not scary, but it's, like, definitely a presence. Hmm. Um, She goes on to tell Dallas Observer that in 1913, a wall collapsed between the two buildings and sparked a fire. And then eight people died. (gasps) Between the pub? Um, no, not between the pub, between the Western store Orison's and another store. Like, oh, so okay. also like if you go to downtown McKinney, it's literally a square and all of the buildings are connected except like if there's a street or oh. the big courthouse in the middle. Oh, okay. Okay. So like between them and another business, um, it like <gasps> collapsed. collapsed and eight people died. And then there were like more than a dozen that were injured. Oh my God. So she said the buildings that were constructed on the on or near the site have similar experiences to them. So they definitely feel like a presence. There's this adorable, well, there used to be this adorable little magic shop on Main Street in Aww. the square. It shut down. But the owner said that he would definitely feel a presence like at the back of the store. Um, and in their second story, he said that he often, when he'd be like closing up at night, would hear footsteps that were like mirroring his. Nope. Mm-mm. And he'd turn around thinking that it was like an employee and he was going to push them like jokingly, but no oh. one would be there. Oh, no. And he said that that happened like all the time. Okay. <laughs> um, Just like. Yeah. Following him like a duck. <laughs> yeah. Like what the heck? I, I don't like the, the idea of them. Something behind you. Well, like, okay. If you think about it, like a uh, spirit would be weightless. So they're having to make the choice <gasps> to let you hear them, which freaks me I out. I didn't even think of that. I don't like that. They're like, stop, stop. Yeah, they're literally like, I am choosing to make noise right now. You're not catching me. I'm like appearing to you. Oh my gosh. Which I just, uh, it freaks me out. And like the fact that it was mirroring his steps, like how like close, methodical Yeah. too. Like it wasn't, it, I don't know. I'm probably thinking too much into it. So, um... There also is the courthouse in McKinney. It obviously used to be where they held court hearings. They yeah. don't do that anymore. McKinney's a huge city now, and so they have, like, a huge courthouse. But now this is the McKinney Performing Arts Center, which mm. is so cool. Every year they, like, show movies during Halloween, Aww. and they do live performances. That sounds fun. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, they do, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show every oh, year. Okay. So, yeah. So it's said that <laughs> it's said to be haunted by the lady in white, which I don't really know much about the lady in white, but there are some paranormal like hunters called the text part paranormal <laughs> that have seen her and have actually gotten legitimate photos of the lady in white. That's creepy. Yeah. Um, I wonder why she's there. I don't know. I really don't. But the person who is the founder of Textpart is named JJ Rice. And she has like a 12 minute collection of video and audio 
that she has taken in McKinney over the last 10 years. And in one of the videos, you can definitely see the lady in white. So that's really cool. She goes on to say that downtown Denton and Dallas are both haunted, but they find their best results in McKinney. And she says she doesn't know why. She said the only place that the vibe is more off and creepy is Mineral Wells, which I looking back, I'm like, I grew up in McKinney. Like, how was I? I guess it was so normal. Yeah, we'll get into it in a bit. But I definitely had very, very strange experiences growing up in McKinney. So, like, I guess I just was so, like... Maybe because nothing's really changed, as in, like, building-wise. Maybe. And I, I even remember, like, McKinney, downtown McKinney has stayed pretty much the exact same. Like, different businesses will move in. They'll maybe do a new paint yeah. job. They'll put a new awning out. Redo the floors, maybe. But most of the buildings are still pretty much the same. I even remember when I was probably, I don't know, elementary, middle school... They had only just then redid the curbs so they weren't the height for, like, horse and buggy. (gasps) Yeah. That's crazy. Because the people were complaining that it was scratching their car doors because it's so high up. And, like, you would would open the door and it would ding because it was made for the height of a buggy, you know? And my grandma and my mom both grew up in McKinney. And, like, yeah, my grandma rode a horse and buggy to school. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. It's crazy. And so they just... They <laughs> just did it, like, in my lifetime. I'm 26, so Sheesh. not that long ago. Early 2000s. Yeah. So McKinney has a lot of rich history, which is cool, but evidently not great history because it sounds like they had some, some sketchy-ass stuff going on downtown mm-hmm. with lynchings and mm-hmm. brothels and Confederate robbers. Oh, and the times. The times they are changing, <laughs> except not really. Um, so there's this really cool area called Chestnut Square, and it's a square inside the square. What? It's like Inception. (laughs) What? (laughs) And it's where they've kept these historic homes. Pretty much they just haven't touched them. Oh, wow. It's like a museum almost. You can kind of Mm -hmm. walk around. They have their farmer's market in the little center of that square. Sounds cute. It is adorable, especially during fall, because everything's adorable during fall. There are six historic homes. A schoolhouse, a chapel, a blacksmith shop, and an old inn. There's like a ton of like school tours that go there. Like I said, it has the farmer's market there and of course the ghost walk. So it's said that the fair house and the two-bit Taylor Inn are both very haunted. But you can stay there? I, from what I understand, at least a couple years back, they allowed the people on the ghost tour to stay the night in one of these houses. I don't know if it's every year. They haven't, like, released the tickets yet for this year. But as soon as they do, like, we are going to check it it out, honey. I'm like, is that a business (laughs) write-off? If we buy tickets to that? Research? Is it research? The IRS, if you're listening, hit us up. Is it a business write-off? Help us out. We'd like to know. (laughs) Anyway, so the um, the Fairs house is the oldest standing home in McKinney. It was built by John wow. Fairs in 1954, and it was moved to the square in 1979. Okay. So they, like, literally, like, picked it up. Yeah, they picked it up. It says that bullets from the Civil War era were found in the Longleaf Pine siding on the house. Wow. So, like... 
this house has seen some things. It is said that soldiers' voices echo <gasps> through the house. It is also said that the doors open and close on their own, and a chandelier in the kitchen swings back and forth with no wind. I'm shaking my head no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nope. This house that we're talking about evidently has like a, a guide that stays on staff. Her name is Laura. She literally says, quote, this house, you get a very creepy feeling. <laughs> she literally like, you get a very creepy oh, she feeling. she to stay there. I know. And then there's another place called the Two-Bit Taylor Inn, and it sits, it sits across from the fair house. It is a brick, two-story, salt box style structure, and it was owned by a cabinet and a coffin maker. Oh, no. Yeah. But also kind of cool. Do they have coffins in there? I don't know. We'd have to go. We'll let you guys know when we go. Yeah, we will. So the first floor was reserved for traveling salesmen. So it was kind of like a little inn. Hmm. And a Civil War soldier is said to appear on the second floor of the inn. Laura says that the rope that they use to like section off the second floor often swings back and forth on its own. (gasps) So The rope? The rope. was just like So you know like... Yeah, like when you're at a theater and they have those like red velvet like oh, ropes. Yeah. I guess it like detaches and like actually just like starts swinging, which really creeps me out. Okay, what ghost is just standing there like swinging this thing back and forth? <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> just like doing Welcome. what I do with the rags at work. Oh my god! Just like Stop above my waving head. Them. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Uh, da, 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 da. I wonder if she chooses to stay there because, like, since she's kind of used to this already, she's the one that knows how to, like, take care of this house, I guess. Maybe. She must be really passionate about it. Right? Yeah. So one of the paranormal investigators with the text part, paranormal, uh, her name is Dee Dee Ramsey. She says, here in McKinney, we have so many buildings close together, and every building seems to have some residual spirit left over. And um, I can believe that. Yeah, so we definitely want to take that tour, especially having come from McKinney. I really would love to know all the things that I'm missing out on. Yeah, living there and not knowing and then... It's also funny that they don't mention, and I don't know if it is haunted, but I would almost have to guarantee that it is. They have a like an 1800s um, prison on the square. <gasps> That's still like it used to be the prison, the prison cafe, and like you could go in there and like eat. They turned it into a restaurant. What? But it still had all of the like set, like you would eat in the cells. Like that is so cool. It still has all the oh well, like all the. What am I trying to say? All the like bars, like yeah. the jail bars, and um, it's really creepy. I have pictures like looking through the. <laughs> looking through we need the these bars. pictures. I'll find them. They find might be them. on. They might be on Facebook. It was when my friends and I did a photo shoot in downtown oh, McKinney. Wow so cute yeah (laughs) so check out downtown mckinney it sounds like for paranormal investigators or anyone who just wants to get creeped out or is interested in history would really enjoy it there and there's a lot of good food and the kelt is there yeah so go get a beer they have really good fries it's a legit irish pub in 
Texas. If you are vegan like us, there's not actually any like food food options at the Celt, but there are other options around the square that you could go to. I know most of the beer is going to be vegan. They have Franconia, which is one of my favorite breweries. It's a traditional German brewery that's located in McKinney also. They are totally green. They're off the grid. They actually sell energy back to the city because they regenerate so much energy while they're making beer. It's amazing. Totally solar powered. Shout out. I know. They are amazing. He's a first generation American, um, has been brewing beer with like his grandparents since he was 12. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Like such a cool place to like learn about the history. Yes. (sighs) Um, Every Saturday, Franconia actually does a beer tour. And you can go to their brewery in downtown McKinney for $5. It's all you can drink. $5. So just like bring your own glass so that you don't waste plastic. And they take you through a tour and you can drink all the German beer you want and then head over to the Celt and have some more beer, you know, get an Uber. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. This place is only like, what, 40, 45 minutes away from From Dallas? Dallas? Uh, In like bad traffic. Yeah. But it doesn't take that long. I mean, if you're fine with taking toll roads, you can... And then you have to get on 75, which kind of sucks. But yeah. I'd say like 30 minutes on a, on a Saturday totally afternoon. Yeah. Or like to get there for the Franconia tour at 11. Yeah. You're talking 30 minutes. So Woo-hoo. yeah, definitely worth Can't it. We should do go. it. We're both off on Saturdays. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so we've told you all about downtown McKinney. Told you about one of my favorite bars, obviously after Brain Dead Brewing. Oh, I have no makeup on. She's taking a picture. That's great. Um, we talked about Franconia. We've talked about all the local businesses. You should go. We want to go. Yeah, we're going to go. But now I would love to tell you guys actually a personal paranormal story of mine. Drum roll. And I grew up in McKinney, so <gasps> it also has to do with McKinney being scary as crap, evidently. This is why you're weird. This is why I'm weird and have a true crime and paranormal podcast. Evidently, what's your reasoning? Uh, Well... <laughs> I had to watch it by myself as a Same. very small child, and I had no idea what was going on. Same. So I think that... Didn't your sister turn it on? Yes. Like a she, jerk? Yeah. If you're listening, Girl. thanks a lot. <laughs> I did it to myself. I was like, Mom, can I watch uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? No, no. You and, know that show's back, right? Well, thank God. Anyway, anyway, yes, I watched it on my own when I was like five because I accidentally thought I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? But it was it. And I was like, did you watch it all the way through? No, no, I didn't. I think I got to the point where Pennywise, he was in the sewer. It's the beginning of the movie. Oh, so you were like, oh, no, this is not This is way scarier than usual because like, you know, the little boat like floats down into the drain and then he looks... And Pennywise is just like in the sewer. I hate and that I, was I can like, still see I was it like, in my head. Oh yeah, I've seen it one time. And, and it's I like scarring. Vivid. It's vivid. It's I'm like, scarring. oh my gosh. And that's when I was like, this is not it. This is not it. Also, I'm a middle oh. child, so I'm an only child. I'm just, yeah, it makes sense because we like, you know, have imaginations. I don't know and what's going on? Yeah. We sense things. We do. So that gets into my story. Tell me. Yes. Tell so us. I guess I'll start with before I was born. I'll I'll preface by saying that my parents have lived in my childhood home since before I was born. They've been there for 30 plus years. They still live there. I was born and raised there. And evidently before I was born, um, so like how, my house, if you like walk in the front door, you walk into like a pretty good sized living room. And then there's like a 
wall to the left that we always had our couch on Mm -hmm. and then that wall shared a wall with like the middle bathroom which ended up being mine after I was old enough to have my own bathroom Mm -hmm. and then behind that like off into the corner of the house is the master bedroom Mm -hmm. and then like way to the corner of the house so like really far away from the living room is the master bathroom okay so like you could never hear anything from that bathroom in the living room yeah it was like pretty far apart Um, so she was, my mom was sitting on the couch in the living room up against the wall of the middle bathroom. And she thought that my dad was in there because she heard like something like rumbling around and like she heard the toilet flush and then she heard the door shut and then footsteps and she looked and like my dad wasn't there Hmm. and she's like, um, okay. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and so she like goes to find him and he's just like back in their bedroom. Just and out. like she's like, Oh, were you just in the middle bathroom? And he's like, No, I've been in here for a while. So she's like, Oh. But my parents are like very religious also, so I feel like they aren't gonna be like, It's a ghost. Like they yeah. just kind of were like, Oh, okay. But <laughs> then I was born and Way to go. I know. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here, everybody. You're welcome. and she said that uh as young as like two she'd be like holding my hand and like we'd like walk into a room together in the house and I would look up at her my two-year-old blonde little self oh gosh and say there's a demon in here that's normal and she just was like oh like what (laughs) and I guess this was a reoccurring theme because she told me about it like as an adult. She's like, you used to walk into rooms and like just tell me there's a demon in here. She said it was so scary because to see this like, like, I mean, I was a pretty cute little kid. So you see this like cute little two-year-old girl with like piggy tails Aww. and you just like look up at your mom and there's, there's a, demon a demon in, in here. here. That's like <laughs> chills. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband, I told my husband the story and he was like, well, I mean, they did read you the Bible a lot. Like maybe you just heard the word demon and you would just say that. But it's like, why would I, why would I just randomly upon walking into a room? <laughs> oh my gosh. Because I, I don't remember in the Bible ever anyone ever saying there's a demon in here. That's true. Like, like you, you talk about demons, but the fact that like I... You were like, there's one in here. Yeah. My mom said that I always was really attuned to, like, if there was something evil, mm-hmm. I would be able to say, like, I would express to her, like, something doesn't feel right. Yeah. This doesn't feel safe or good. And So like your sixth sense. Yeah. She said that I would, like, call her into my room and ask her to, like, pray because there was something in my room. Like, <gasps> um, like, because, like I said, I grew up really religious. But, um, yeah, so even as, like, a baby... I, I could like sense things in our home and then smart ass me in high school, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think freshman year, I couldn't drive yet. And I was in youth group, which oh. didn't last a super long time. Mm-hmm. So I think I was an, I was a freshman. I had a best friend named Heather. Oh, Heather. Shout out. If you listen, I miss you. Uh, we were best friends from like second grade to, I think, junior year of high school, sophomore, junior year. Anyways, and freshman year, we were very much into paranormal activity, and I still am. And we really, like, we were watching those ghost hunting shows a lot because they're amazing. Yeah. Still. Like, who a little does, cheesy. Who doesn't watch but... those? And we were like, 
well, we can do what they're doing. Like, this is not that hard. I mean, they have a camera, you know, they, Check. they, they're pretty much just like people going out and ghost hunting. And so we were like, yeah, obviously like, let's do this. This is normal. So we chose like a Friday or a Saturday night. We had a sleepover cause we almost were always either at her place or my place. Mm-hmm. But I happened to live, <laughs> um, down the street from an 1800 cemetery not good that was owned by the bridge farmer family and we lived in bridge farmer so it's like mckinney is a really big city but there are like little tiny towns kind of like inside of mckinney yeah that aren't recognized as towns but you can't like vote in mckinney or in the next city oh you're like this little like town that doesn't count really oh wow (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we lived in bridge farmer and um the cemetery you could see on the tombstones like a lot of them had the bridge farmer name so it was like owned by them and then some of their yeah yeah and like there were also like cousins buried in there that didn't have their name but the ones that had bridge farmer had like huge marble (sighs) like taller than my dad I remember my dad going out there with us and it was like oh man I'd say a good like 12 feet tall so he took you out there yeah we used to he was the one that even like showed me where it was because we used to we lived on this cul-de-sac in the country and for those of you who don't know cul-de-sacs are those streets that like end in a circle Mm -hmm. and at the end of the cul-de-sac there was a cornfield and we used to like ride four-wheelers out there whenever it was like cut down and off season that sounds fun yeah and we found that cemetery it's like um enclosed by barbed wire and like a bunch of trees that have grown up around it but you have to like kind of squish yourself through this like between this gate and and um barbed wire so you always like cut your clothes or yourself but it was like yeah totally totally (laughs) safe totally worth it and um so heather and i decided to start going out there and we're like what better place to ghost hunt than a place where we know that we're like literally walking on dead bodies so we went out there with our little camera and it wasn't even a recording camera. It was like, we just thought if we took pictures like fast enough, we would catch something <laughs> quick. And so we went out there and we were like calling on the names of the graves and like asking them to like appear themselves to us. Was Heather doing this too? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. We both were like, this is a great idea. You guys, how old were you? You were in freshman. Yeah. We were probably 14 or 15. Okay. Okay. So like old enough to know better, but young enough to be students stupid it just imaginative <laughs> yeah so and like our idea was we're gonna like capture like orbs on camera like we didn't yeah. we weren't thinking we were gonna see like an entire ghost ghost we yeah. just wanted the little you know yeah because that's what they always get it's just like little floating things and yeah. we thought we did but also it was like nighttime and there's dust in the air and i'm yeah. sure that's all it was after we ghost hunted for a few weekends I remember, so my dad snores really, really loud. So my parents never, like, shared a room. Because it's, like, guys, it's, like, outrageously loud. No, like, like why do all fathers snore God, so just, loud? just, like, get a sleep apnea machine already. Gosh. Anyways. So he always slept in the recliner because it helped him breathe yeah. in the living room. I always slept in my bedroom, which was the back of the house. And my mom always slept also in the back of the house but in the master bedroom Mm -hmm. and we all like my dad would sleep with the tv on i had a rain machine and a fan and my mom had a box fan and a fan so we Mm. all liked it really noisy Mm -hmm. so often like noises didn't wake us up you know and i just remember one night like probably the week that we started ghost hunting (laughs) quote ghost hunting my entire family woke up all at the same time and it was like 3 33 a.m 
And I remember it just being so weird because we all woke up so much that it wasn't that we were just laying in our bed. We felt so uneasy that we all got out of our rooms and all ended up in the hallway at the same time. And we were all like, you're awake? Like, did you hear something? And we're like, no, we're just like awake. And it just felt, we just all felt very uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but like between 2 and 4 a.m. is what's called the witching hour, which is when like paranormal activity, like curses, spells, Mm -hmm. whatever are said to be the most strong. Yeah. Because I guess back in the day, that's when the Catholic church wasn't doing services. Mm -hmm. And so that's when anyone who was involved in like black magic would try to do any curses or spells that they were wanting to do because they're like, there are no prayers happening essentially. So I remember that happening. And then um, shortly after that, one day my mom picked me up from school and um, like we came home and all the doors were locked. All the windows were fine. Alarm was fine. Everything was fine. And we walked back into her bedroom together because that's where we would like talk about the day. And all of the drawers in her bedroom were dumped out onto the floor. And she immediately like accused me of doing it. And I was like, okay, well, you took me to school this morning and I'm coming back with you now. So obviously doesn't add up, didn't do anything. And she was like, then what are you into? (gasps) Tell her the truth. And I was like, I got like, I just remember like sinking. I was like, I was like, uh, Heather and I have been ghost hunting. And she's like, what does that mean? Did you tell her that like straight off the bat? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a bad liar, and I always told my mom, like, the truth. Like, I wouldn't, like, always give over the information willingly, but if I was asked, like, I couldn't lie. uh, I'm a horrible liar to this day. And so she she was like, Amorous, you opened a door. You opened a spiritual door. And like I said, we grew up really religious, and so they definitely believed in the fact that, like, there are evil spirits and, like, if you yeah. open the door, like you're inviting them into your home. And <laughs> so, so yeah, I had really creepy experiences growing up and I didn't even really realize how creepy. And I remember like, it's, yeah, it's with just normal. The, to you. Yeah, it was just like normal. And I remember we like I said, we're not Catholic. We grew up Christian. So we didn't have like priests, but we had pastors mm-hmm. and I had a youth pastor that um, my mom actually like called and put him on speakerphone and was like, okay, so this is what your student has been doing. Oh, She's been ghost hunting with Heather. Oh, no. And they've been calling on the names of dead people. And now I think something's in our home. Oh, no. And he was like really upset with me. And then he like prayed over the house over speakerphone, <laughs> which is so funny to me now looking back. Yeah. But at the time it was like traumatizing. She was like, I don't care. I need to do this now. Yeah. Because like. She was like, well, Amaris invited something into our home. <laughs> she opened the door. So. Where'd they go? I know. At least it wasn't the black-eyed children. Oh, God. I would never invite a black-eyed child into my home. Are they called dark-eyed or black-eyed? I think it was black- black-eyed children. Yeah. Look that up. We'll do a story on it. Ooh. We'll do a story on it. Yeah. So McKinney seems to be just too spooky a really spooky place it's really cute too but it's really spooky yeah we definitely are going in october definitely because i mean like the fall leaves oh yeah it's really cute in fall they really go all out it's like a but now i'm like i'm thinking about um buffy the vampire slayer and how like sunnydale always has all of this weird stuff happening but nobody seems to notice except for like the people in it 
you know, like the people that are fighting the evil. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like Buffy and her friends. They're like fighting all these vampires and everyone's just like, la-di-da, da da <laughs> going to get groceries. Yeah. <laughs> We're fine here in Sunnydale. I'm like, is that McKinney? I, honestly, it sounds like it because you came from McKinney and you, yeah, these things happened to you, but... For the most part, you guys were just kind of like, eh. Yeah, we just were like... Everyday life. It just seemed so normal. But literally looking back, I'm like, that's not normal. A two-year-old walking into a room saying... No. There's a demon in here. That's hearing not. doors sh- shut. Hearing toilets flush. Drawers being dumped out on floors. First off. You know, everyone waking up at the witching hour. <laughs> that's creepy. If... That's creepy because I can imagine you guys like not even like fully waking up until you see each other and are just kind of like, um, what? Why are we all here? What are There's we doing three of here? us. It's three thirty-three. Yeah, it's it was Illuminati weird. confirmed. Illuminati <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, but you know, I actually tried to, and this kind of goes to show what I'm talking about. How everyone kind of ignores it. I was talking to my mom about this. Um, maybe a year or so ago, she didn't remember any of it. What? She didn't remember any of it. Not the drawers? No. Not waking up? None of it. They totally blocked it out. Not, what? And this is what I'm talking about. Like, it's just, it just seems like nobody who lives there is like paying attention. And I, and I was like, I tried to like, I was like, mom, you remember, like you accused me of like going through your stuff. she doesn't remember calling your pastor and then she she started to kind of like recall she's like oh i do remember the drawers being dumped out but didn't weren't you looking for something and i was like no mom like you would no like i told you that i had been ghost hunting and she was like oh i vaguely remember that i'm like you vaguely remember that was what else has happened i know right since you left that she's just kind of like eh it's normal totally I fine hope, i hope her drawers haven't been like dumped out i doubt it we need an interview but like that's also like to have to have like a something dump things, Your things out. out that's not good that's not normal like that's not good yeah at all it's like poltergeist crap yeah but i guess whatever he did praying worked because we never had anything like that happen again i mean i'd still have like eerie feelings but i also really liked scary movies so i'm sure your mom like did her own kind of like prayer here and yeah, there maybe we definitely like would we would we started like praying over the house and mm-hmm. being more active like trying to pray against things but yeah i definitely believe that i did invite something into our home i mean, I, mean for sure. I don't know any other explanation honestly like Doors are locked. Alarms on. If you're going Windows to a cemetery fine. from the 1800s, I'm sure you're <laughs> calling come out back the names. <laughs> yeah, poor choices. Yeah, but they make for good stories later. I mean, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Episode seven. Episode seven. Here's my life story. <laughs> I'm a crazy person. You're welcome. I mean, aren't we both? <laughs> yeah. I know you didn't grow up in McKinney. Do you have any stories you want to share? Just I just have one where I remember being like very small, probably around like two or three Mm -hmm. and kind of waking up in the same way. Uh, I don't know what time it was, but it was like really dark, Mm -hmm. late at night. No one was up. I got up. I just felt normally as a kid, like, you know, I'm too scared. I would never actually get up from my bed. No. I'd just like go back to sleep. Put the oh, covers no. over your head. Go yeah, back to absolutely. Sleep. 100%. Because if you close your eyes, you're invisible. Yeah. Obviously. Duh. <laughs> Duh. And I just remember this one night. I don't know why. Like I just was like, okay, 
I'm like really small, but I'm going to go ahead and open this door from my bedroom. My sister slept in the same bedroom as I did. And I'm surprised that she didn't wake up because Mm -hmm. like a small kid, like jumping out of bed. Come on. And I remember just getting out of the door and everything was so pitch black. I could hardly see. Was that normal for your home to be that dark? I don't even remember. I, this is the only time that I remember that home, really, like in the Whoa. dark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was like an event. This was like a moment for you. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, how is no one waking up right now? Like, I you felt needed so... to go to the bathroom Aww. already. I guess that's, that's rough. another reason why I got up because mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And normally I would like wake up my sister or like call my mom. Yeah. But I remember just being there and just feeling so weird. Like, I couldn't even get myself to, like, leave the doorway. Mm. I was, like, uh, Like, petrified. Yeah. And oh. it did not end well. <laughs> but you're alive. Yeah. You're here. I'm good. You're good. Well, I really it's do think really that... I mean, think about stories that involve animals with paranormal, how they're so, like, alert to it. Like, mm-hmm. they can tell when uh, something is off. Cats. <laughs> cats dogs but i really really think that kids are the same way oh yeah because for we're sure like so innocent and you have this sense of like when something bad enters you're like oh that's so different like yeah. that's so what's this energy yeah and i think that as we get older we're kind of trained to like ignore that because you don't want to be judgmental of people you don't yeah. want to be but like think about the fact that like I nannied for eight years and I can tell you that like I had to go grocery shopping with them all the time, like babies. And, you know, there were some adults that they would just like smile at and love and they'd be so excited. And there'd be others that as soon as they'd like an adult walk up to them, they would just lose their minds crying that, or they like get behind you kind of. And then they're just like, yeah. And it's like, what are you sensing that I'm ignoring? Yeah. And it's, I know sometimes like it's facial hair or it's things like that, but it's happened too many times with like normal looking people. That you're just but it's like, like, why are you so afraid of this what person? What are these vibes that you're what putting What is off? this person doing? Yeah. And so, like, with your story as a two- or three-year-old, with my story as a two-year-old, I really do think that we were sensing something that was there that adults just kind of choose to ignore. Because sure. you write it off as, like, being... Yeah, like, maybe I'm just being weird. Oh, I'm just being scared. Yeah, I, I watched like, a scary oh, movie whatever. or... Yeah, you, you know, start whatever. thinking you, you overthink things. But as a child your mind is still so simple yet complex. And I yeah. feel like you don't have the capacity to overthink things. For and sure. you're just like bad, good. This is bad. Yeah. You you're know, just like, mm, no, I don't like that. <laughs> no, I don't like that. So, and that's what I'm afraid of having kids. Like I, I swear to God, if a child says there's a demon in here, I'm leaving without them. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Uh, bye. But they let you know. <laughs> bye. They're your alarm. I know. I used to be so, because of all the horror movies I've watched, when I would be nannying and like looking at the baby monitor, I'm like, I swear to God, if that baby like opens his eyes and they're black or they're red or their head spins around, I'm going to leave. I'm out. Peace out. Call, call, the the mo- call the mom. I left your kid. It's a demon. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> bye. I thought Why about we that every, single, every single time I looked at the I, monitor, I honestly, thought about that. It is a little bit creepy. I'd be like, I swear, if this happens, I am, I got my shoes on and I'm gone. What is this heavy breathing through the mic? Like, are you uh, deep sleep or what? Is, what? Yeah.
little this week because we our main story was the Celt Irish pub. Ooh. We made Irish soda bread. Which, Tell me more about this soda bread. Oh my bread. gosh, it's so good. So it's made with, you can make it with whole wheat flour or all-purpose flour. Mm. I personally am an all-purpose flour person. Okay, okay. I know you like whole wheat. Yeah, yeah. So, and you could do a mix of both. Oh, yeah. that sounds good. I find that the all-purpose flour makes it more fluffy fluffy and a little more Airy. like chewy, which Ooh. sounds weird. Like I like a good chew to my yeah. bread. I don't want it to fall apart. Yeah. As where the whole wheat kind of falls apart more because it's... Oh, it's like crummy. Yeah, because it's whole wheat. So you could do a mix of both if you wanted to kind of have the best of both worlds, yeah. I guess. that sounds I, good. I do all... I do all white. You can do it sweet or you can do it savory. I like it sweet, but I know a lot of times, like when we were in Ireland, we saw it with like raisins inside. Oh. So you can do it whichever way. I personally, I just, it's, I just like it to be. It's just like bread. Bread. <laughs> I want it with soup or I want it with oh, that sounds stew good. or just butter. Um, it is made with all purpose flour. It's traditionally made with buttermilk. But you can so easily make vegan buttermilk by using coconut milk or soy milk, adding some vinegar. Yeah. It curdles just like buttermilk. Tastes like buttermilk. Where does the soda come in? The soda is baking soda. Oh. It has quite a bit in it, and that's what makes it rise. It's oh. not a traditional yeast bread. Okay. It's a soda bread. And um, it is so good. And you generally... I've done it two, day, uh, two ways. You can bake it on um, a stone, mm -hmm. or you can bake it inside like a Dutch oven. Oh, so like those um, cast iron. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Cast iron pots that have the heavy lid. Yeah. So that kind of makes it more like crackly on the outside because it's Ooh. steaming inside of itself. And then the last few minutes you take the lid off and it gets this really like dark brown oh, golden so crust. Good. It's so good. It's so easy. You don't have to worry about the yeast rising. You're working with baking soda. It's pretty much fail proof. What? So good. So I'll definitely be posting that recipe. I know it's not sweet, but like I said, you could add raisins or you can have it with like butter and jelly. It's just a really good like basic bread. I'm picturing like maybe like cutting slits into it, adding some cheese, some vegan cheese. You could do that for sure. Or like it, garlic butter. Yes. It wouldn't be as traditional, but you could absolutely do that. Um, maybe I just want cheesy bread. Maybe you do. But it would be good with that for <laughs> sure. I personally, like I said, I'm like a purist, I guess. I like it white and I like it to be dipped in soup. It's so good with like a mushroom stew because a traditional Irish food to be like a beef stew. Oh, but like a mushroom. Like a mushroom or something. Something like that. Um, usually it has like carrots and celery and onions and it's like a really dark oh, broth so and potatoes hearty. and it's so good. I think I'll probably do like a mushroom stew for the bakery or for the restaurant this fall as like a special. Maybe we can do some Irish soda bread Ooh, with it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, for sure. So we'll post this recipe. Try it out. Please tag us as Yay. usual. And um, like we say every episode, please email us your paranormal stories. Yeah. I've already shared mine, so I'm kind of out. So <laughs> we need yours. Tell we will us. give you credit. Tell us. We will tag you. Um our email is bakingamurderer at gmail.com. Super easy to remember. Yeah. Or just like DM us or something on Anything. Instagram. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. Facebook. I don't have Twitter. Maybe we should get a Twitter. Uh, we probably should. I just know that it'll just take up all of my time looking I, through all the oh, things. Yeah. It's a time vampire. 
maybe no twitter yeah maybe no <laughs> twitter right like now a, a black hole you it just is a black get hole sucked into i will get sucked into everything and it'll be really <laughs> political and i just oh, no, i no, just no. can't but yes please. we want to know we do direct message us email us whatever you want to do i don't care just do it because we need you and you can um go to our website which is bakingamurdererpod.com our instagram is bakingamurdererpod and our facebook is bakingamurderer we want to hear from you please like us please follow us please share yeah we really would appreciate that. Sharing is And caring. we are currently working on getting on Spotify to make it easier for you guys to listen. We're so excited for that. We are so excited. Hopefully by our 10th episode. Yeah, that would be a good goal. Make it. We've got a few more episodes to <laughs> we go. We got it. Yay. And I think that'd be a good number to release at once on Spotify. Yeah. Having 10 you episodes. Like you can binge. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you so much for your support. Yeah. Like I said, share us, like us. We appreciate you. And, um, yeah, let's uh, go get spooky in downtown McKinney. Irish, I was Irish. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>